This is Terrence Marshall, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here with Cody Carpentier as the Roster Watch Training Camp Tour rolls on. Cody, as you can tell, looks very thirsty, very sweaty. He's been, he's been all day at practice. Uh, Carolina Panthers, New York Jets, joint practices. He's been uh, there at Carolina for the last two days, and so wanted to catch up with him today about his thoughts from the training camp tour before he heads up to Canton for the fantasy expo and then off to Steelers camp before going to the Vikings. Cody, how are things in Carolina? Things are good. It's hotter than hell. Um, I didn't, I didn't wear sunscreen yesterday, so I had to go stop at the old, old Wally world and get some uh, sunscreen last night. And then I made it out today and I don't think I got burnt again, but yeah. Good. Good. Definitely, definitely a war. Definitely not as hot as it is in Texas. I, I was watching the TV in the hotel last night, which sucks. But the weather said that Texas, Central Texas, was it's like being in an oven right now. So yeah, not, man, not they, that bad. Yeah, they got this heat dome over us, man. And so yeah, we're all getting burned up. But listen, we don't want to get burnt by the information that comes from these some of these cockamamie beat writers that follow some of these teams. And so that's why we go out on our own training camp tour to as many of these. Uh, as many of these practices as we can. Trash Man this week will be taking in some Texans practices, joint practices with the Dolphins. Byron is heading to Las Vegas for joint practices with the Raiders. And, I mean, I forgot. Niners. Raiders and Niners. Uh, this week he's been seeing the Rams, the Chargers, the Cowboys. So, of course, you'll be hearing from Byron as well. But, yeah, I mean, uh, just want to check in with Cody about the Panthers and the Jets. What do you say we start with the Panthers? And, I mean, the first thing – I mean, what about Bryce Young? What does he look like? How does he look out there? What's the what's the word on Bryce Young? Bryce looks good. Um, he's not, you know, I, I remember that got some uh, Drew Brees comps coming in where it was like as far as what he could be. And I, I did see, I did understand that, especially being there watching him in the NFL right now. A um, lot of short intermediate stuff for Bryce, and he looks good doing it. I, I think the thing that really kind of pulled him apart was when – they had Bryce in, and then they bring Andy Dalton in, and then they bring in Matt Corral. And you really seeing the difference between him and Matt Corral was really was like, oh, okay, I know where we're playing right now. And Andy Dalton, having that as a good comparison because he's been in the, in the league for over 10 years and just um, having a good baseline to compare it to, like Bryce is, Bryce is there. He's, he's only going to come on more and, and stronger and stronger, but he's, he's definitely a hit. He's definitely going to be a guy we're going to be able to depend on once, once the talent comes up around him. But uh, a lot of, I guess, good way to – sum up really him and this offense is a lot of stuff within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage, a lot of dump offs to the right, a lot of Texas routes to the running backs, a lot of intermediate crossers, shallow crossers, slants, lots and lots and lots of that. And then you'll get the occasional deep crosser and, and some fades to the charks of the world. But a lot of, a lot of close to the line of scrimmage stuff for, for Bryce. And that's, I think it's only going to help these running backs. Look, man, I, I, um, I, Wonder, like, because when you mentioned Texas routes to the, you know, those are obviously running backs. Do you, or I mean, was it other guys out of the backfield? Do they have like Chenault or, or something like that? I mean, was it the running backs? And then what? 
look, what like what was Bryce what was Bryce Young like? What was his connection with the running backs in the screen game? That's something that we've kind of talked about and we've surmised could be a good part of his game just based on what he did at, at Alabama. Is that something that you noticed at all? So we didn't get a lot of screen uh, viewing, I should say, a lot of screen plays uh, the last couple of days that I've been there. Not saying that hasn't happened, um, but yesterday was a lot of seven on seven, then eleven on eleven. It was a very uh, tight practice. Some of the beat reporters said it was their best practice. It was their last solo practice before the joint today and tomorrow. And I think that as far as the screen game goes, he's going to be good at it. They just didn't do it a lot the last couple of days. That's not saying they won't, but definitely talking to a couple of guys, they said that, um, you know, our good friend, Mike K who covered Miles Sanders in Philadelphia said that Miles Sanders is exponentially better in the receiving game than when he covered him in Philadelphia. He said in Philadelphia, he could barely catch the football and here. He's, he's come a long way in doing that. Um, so as far as the, out of the backfield goes, they worked a lot of Miles Sanders, a lot of Chuba Hubbard, um, yesterday I spoke a little bit about, um, kind of the, the rotation of how they use Chuba and Sanders, which was literally, they, they do every part of practice would start with a different running back. So phase one, it was Chuba phase two, it was Sanders phase three. It was, Chuba. they went back and in, forth like in, in, in team. Yeah. So in like seven, on, so, so like, so like different drills. So like, uh, positional drills, Chuba was first. And then it was like seven on seven, Miles Sanders first. And then 11 on 11, it was Chuba. And then they went and did a different type of 11 on 11. And it was Sand. It was like they just, every single drill, it was just one of those small nuanced things where it was like every single drill where they started out to do calm plays and stuff, it was the opposite guy starting. And I kind of caught on that yesterday. I was like, this season's a 50 50 split right now. And so I talked to, talked to somebody today about that. And they were like, that's just, that's just load management and practice, just trying to keep everybody healthy and keep everybody up. But it was, definitely clear that those two were the guys getting most of the reps you had some spencer brown uh from uab got getting a lot of work uh, along with raheem blackshear out of the backfield brown struggled more so out of the backfield catching the football which is what he's known for struggling out of the backfield uh but blackshear raheem blackshear from virginia tech i think he was a rookie last year um he's gonna have the punt and the kick return job and so that's gonna definitely enhance him as being the third running back on this football team and is and he healthy People's people's got like one rep out of every ten every ten touches. I don't think he's gonna okay. make the squad. He'll probably be a practice guy if if he does make it. But he he looks obviously you've seen it. He looks six two six three two yeah, ten. He, he looks great. He looks great. He's just a uh, lot of surface area and really just not a lot of reps. What it yeah. comes down to for him right now. Um, but you asked about Lavisca. Lavisca yesterday um, ran with the second team in the slot for all seven on seven, all eleven on eleven. And today he was not in pads and didn't really do much of anything in the joint practice. And some were talking about that being kind of like a cover up. They're kind of trying to just hide LaVisca right now, because I guess over the course of the last two weeks, it was a lot of, he was lined up. He was kind of that, that two a, or sorry, that two B at running back. So like miles being the one and then Chuba being two a and LaVisca being two B out of the backfield, using him in the slot, using him out wide. And, I met, I'll, we, I'll talk about this when we talk about receivers, but basically one of the things that Frank Reich mentioned yesterday was that everybody knows there's no alpha here. There's no, there's no true number he one. Said, he, he said that. Yeah. He, he well, that was the, the question that was asked him was about Hayden Hurst and about where it fits. And then, you know, there's no true clear. Number well, one why do you mention here. Hayden Hurst whenever you talk about the alphas? Like just, what does that so, mean? Uh, so the question was from the report, the reporter said, you know, Hayden had a great practice today. And then, the wide receivers here. How do you how do you explain the, the difference between what these guys are all doing and 
and getting the football to who and who's the elf and all these. That was kind of how the question was phrased yesterday. And he basically said, yeah, Hayden's awesome. But as you guys know, you look at these receiving this receiving core, there's no true number one. And on every single play, the, the, the way it's designed is that every single play, there's a different number one because all these guys have their own superpowers. And we want it that way. We made it that way. That's how that's that's how so you like you have Thielen. Thielen's a great master of the slot, right? He can play Z, but he's so, a so what, so what he's saying, he's like, he's like, it's just about the the, the progression. It's about the Cor- progression and, and your order in the progression. Okay. Correct. Huh. But, but, but it's not only about the progression of the play, but it's also about the progression of the game. And like knowing that every single play, it's going to be a different guy that we can focus on that the defense has no idea. Like, you know, Terrace can be on the field, but can be a complete decoy. But then all of a sudden he's the number one, right? Yeah. Cause they all have a different, like Chark is obviously great going to be down the field great mingo has these mingo's great at a, a bunch of different things yak included the, whatever right hayden hurst included and that's why he brought hayden hurst in but the one thing i know we're kind of just zooming through these positions right now but that's what he did say was that um basically all these guys have their own superpower and that you'll see as the games go on as the drives go on it'll be like a different guy during every game a different guy during every drive where like i bring up lavisca a lot of backfield work, a lot of slot work, a lot of out wide work. There'll be games probably where he's going to pop, but there'll also be games where he probably doesn't do anything just based on – it kind of reminded me when he said it yesterday, Frank Reich, of kind of like how New England plays, right? Every week is a new game. Every week is a new kind of uh, game plan. And, you know, maybe this week the defense is susceptible to getting beat by certain things, so they're going to use a guy like LaVisca to beat him, right? You, I mean, I'm not sure I would want to rely on LaVisca to beat anybody if it's based on what he's done so far. But it, it, I think it goes, it goes to, it goes, that's just a, it goes to prove your point. It's sort of what, what the coach Reich was saying, right? It's like there's really, there's none of these guys who you can just, you know, you can put your nuts on the table and just say, I'm going to war with this guy, right? They're going to have Correct. different ways that they deploy each of them. Do you like, so what was the first? So, Go, just going back to running backs just real quick and we'll wrap it up and we'll get to wide wide receivers um are you comfortable with miles sanders still at his at where like i'll pull up the current adp for ppr i know about where we're getting him is usually you know if he's available there at like the end of the fourth i usually get him you know the 409 410 stuff like that you know hopefully is maybe an rb um an RB two. If I go, uh, if if I go one running back and two wide receivers early, I always want to make sure that I'm. That's just where I kind of tend to get him, but I want to make sure that that's right. Um, so Miles, yeah, Miles Sanders into the fourth round. His overall ADP right now is forty seven, so that's right in there. Fourth, fifth round, like in PPR, are you comfortable with that? I mean, and do you see him any differently now, vis a vis players like, say, um, you know. Camara now that he has the now that he has the um only the, th- the three game suspension he goes right after him guys like uh Kenneth Walker goes right before him Damian Pierce who we've seen looking you know real good as far as being re- involved in the receiving game all those guys go a little bit before him you're getting a slight discount compared to like the Damian Pierce Kenneth Walkers of the world with Miles Sanders but he is going before Camara and Rashad White Madison these types of guys is that an area that you're comfortable with him still I think that's a good area for him right next to that Rashad White stuff. Um, I do wish he was closer to, you know, the latter part of the 50s as far as his ADP goes. Um, that would just be a little better value, and that would make <laughs> yeah. me feel a little better about it, obviously, because yeah. I, I trust him to a certain point, but, you know, the health, he's been banged up every year all the time. 
and it's if he's healthy, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. He's gonna be a great RB two for us. Um, I just, yeah, I think I think what it, really what it comes down to is Chuba. Chuba's ADP right now is two hundred, and he's so clearly the RB two in this offense that uh, if if something happens, like they're gonna they're gonna lean on Chuba. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's one thing too. Like like I know we're we're drafting a ton of Kendra. Uh, the Kareem Hunt thing came and then went, and I don't know what's going to happen with that. But like, right, we're, we're currently drafting Kendra. We're currently drafting yeah. Rose. I'm like, I think Chuba's a guy that we should definitely be because it's the same kind of idea. Be considering in that, be, be considering in that same kind of mix. But, and, but Maybe not even like later. up, Maybe, not up, yeah, like not Ty J Spears kind of area and stuff. Correct. Yeah. I was going to say not quite into the Kendra Rose. Ty area, Chandler. Obviously. More so, I would rather have Chuba than I think a Taija or a Ty Chandler. Like I All think right. that's kind of where that where that aligns right no, now. No, yeah, that's a good point. The usage is and and it's it's out of the backfield too. It's not just you know oh give Chuba the ball like he's he's catching passes too. So uh, and I think that brings it circles right back to Bryce Young, right? Bryce Young is keeping everything short, nice next to the line of scrimmage, and both these running backs are catching the ball out of the backfield. So I think both are going to be. Uh, I think Chuba's a massive value right now, obviously, but I think Miles Sanders is a Good price. Good price, I would say. Why does Hayden Hurst come up when you talk about wide receivers? Because he's a he's a he's a he's a dude. He's uh I guess Frank Reich basically said yesterday, uh he was asked about the tight end room and how it's progressed. Tight end is a very, very interesting topic with this team. Um obviously they have Ian Thomas who signed a big contract, and then I think it was about a year, two years ago, and then he restructured, came back down, and they drafted Tommy Tremble. They got Hayden Hurst, Stephen Sullivan is there, the big athletic guy. They like him, but he's just the room is actually pretty, pretty, it's a pretty strong room, right? They like Ian Thomas. The, the one thing that came out was that their their um, current tight end coach, uh, I think his name's like Lasley or Leslie, I can't remember, and he came in and he's been a breath of fresh air to this tight end room. Is really what his what what, what was what was told to me today, and that is because with Matt Rule here. All Matt Rule wanted to do was run the football, and he, all he wanted was these tight ends to block. He didn't want these tight ends to pass catch. He didn't, supposedly they weren't really, you know, helping the tight ends in the receiving game or even coaching them to do anything in the receiving game. It was all just, hey, your job's to block. And I think that's why we kind of saw the 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 uh, Ian Thomas and Tommy Tremble thing kind of stay stagnant the last year or two, right? And now this new tight end coach comes in, and everyone. You know they're all learning, and Tommy Tremble looks great. Tommy Tremble's working in with the ones. Hayden Hurst is a slot. He's out wide. He's lined up in line. Hey, Hayden Hurst, literally, as Frank Reich said, when he's talking about the tight room, end room, he goes Ian Thomas, Tommy Tremble, and of course we got our dude. And he didn't even say yeah. Hayden Hurst. He said, of course we got our dude. And that was just the end of the sentence. And everybody in the everybody in the tent just knew who he was talking about. And it was Hayden Hurst. And Hayden Hurst had just. Uh, he came and he was he was on the press press conference today, and his 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 mentality, his urgency, everything was just like dialed in. It was it was Brian Burns was up there, and obviously Brian Burns is the leader of the defense, and Hurst was up there, and Hurst almost had like that vibe, like he is the leader of the offense. He's this offense is going to run through Hayden Hurst almost, and he's like he's a security. Bl- Adam Thielen's a great security blanket, but I think Hayden Hurst is a security blanket plus a threat. You want to win your fantasy draft? No, I mean, like, really. Do you really, really, really want to win your fantasy draft? Because you can win your fantasy draft with the Roster Watch Ultimate Draft Cheat Sheet, available at rosterwatch.com. It's the revolutionary cheat sheet to change fantasy football forever, and it's the only tool you'll need this draft season. 
You've heard Roster Watch live on Sirius XM Radio here on the podcasts from all the NFL training camps. Now all you have to do is follow the three simple rules at the top of the sheet of paper using the Roster Watch cheat sheet. That's it. Three rules. An extra quality draft is guaranteed if you follow the three simple rules. Guys, it couldn't be easier. The Roster Watch Ultimate Draft Cheat Sheet. You can't afford to draft without it. It's available now and only at rosterwatch.com. We talked about it on the SiriusXM show, Cody. Remember that Hayden Hurst interview that we found? Yeah. We dug up on one of those like Carolina, I don't know, Insider or something like you know, one of these just uh, Panther sites where he had an availability where he talked about you know, he's just so in love with this scheme because of the tight end's always the first read down in the red zone and you know down in the end zone he's he's looking forward to getting the extra looks and stuff like that he has the opportunity to be the the uh, the, the primary read in a, in a lot of situations and it sounds like you're I mean, I, I mean it's more of a drumbeat to me for Hayden Hurst and certainly a guy who on the most recent version 5 5.1 of the of the uh, PPR and the Superflex cheat sheets. And I know Byron was getting the information from you to update the standard cheat sheet to version 2.0. Um, I think Hurst is going to be a guy that we're going to have to move up to be a, yeah. a late round consideration guy. Uh, do you at this point prefer Hayden Hurst over any of the talented rookies like Dalton Kincaid, Sam Laporta, these types of players? I mean, I think after hearing this from you, he belongs above the Irv Smiths of the world. Um, yeah. But, I don't. I don't know about Kincaid, Laporta. I know you love Musgrave. These kinds of players. I I tell you where honestly. I I think above Irv. Yes. When you talk about all these tight ends, Musgrave's had a great camp. I wish I could get eyes on Musgrave, um, but I just hate Green Bay so bad. I don't know if I could ever stomach going over there. Um, but Kincaid looks like he's going to be kind of in that similar role, right? He's going to be playing slot. He's going to be playing out wide. He's going to be playing in line in Buffalo. And that offense is potent, mm-hmm. and they kind of need a two to step up, and I think he can. That's what I, I, I wouldn't mind having, like, Kincaid and Hurst back-to-back. Oh, right? right, yeah. Yeah, so Kincaid and Hurst back-to-back ahead of Irv, ahead of all these rookies, just Kincaid and Hurst. I think that's kind of how I would prefer it if I'm okay. being straight on. Because I think that Hurst has the ability. What, really what it came with, it came with it, I was like, God, this is he is the Kelsey, the Andrews of this offense. Not saying he's obviously on that level, but again, he was a first-round pick. But he's like that important to this offense. And there's just there's they're kind of starved of of an alpha, right? They're trying to get Terrace to become an alpha. And he's just it's taken too much time and hasn't happened. And putting Mingo in there, it's they need somebody to and and it's Hurst. Straight up. So what about the wide receivers? Just how were they lining up? Who was the first group? Who was the second group? How did they look? What sort of roles were they playing? All right. So let's see here. The first set, and this is what they ran all day yesterday, was Mango at X, Chark at Z, Thielen in the slot. Um, They ran quite a bit of trips with Hurst in between Thielen and Chark. And, uh, or sorry, uh, between Thielen and Mingo, they'd put those guys on the one side and then Charco alone on the opposite side. Were they doing a Z motion out of the trips? No, just okay. straight up. And um, so that was their three. It was Chark, Thielen, Mingo. They had Hurst buckled in there, and then Tremble made his way in there a little bit. But that was the three. All, like, every time, and I refer to, I refer to that as the ones, and then the twos were uh, Marshall at X, Visca, and Shy. And Visco was going between slot and Z, and Shy was going between slot and Z. And the only other receiver, other than Mingo, Thielen, and Chark, that went in with that first platoon was Shy. Shy went in for one rep over Chark. Uh, I don't know why Chark came out, but it might have been a ding up or whatever. But uh, 
Visca and Marshall, neither neither of them took a rep yesterday with the ones, and then of course Visca didn't practice today. But today against the Jets, Marshall worked a little bit in with that first group, uh, but Mingo was the guy that had the good practice today. And then, so, would so did, did I mean if Mingo's the starting X? Did, I mean, did, does he look good? Does he look yeah, good? Yeah, yesterday look yesterday was Marshall's day. Yesterday Marshall looked good with the twos, and then today was the joint practice. And I was trying to flow between two fields, but I saw a couple of good plays from Mingo. But the big uh, takeaway from everybody was that this was Mingo's day. This was the day of Mingo, and and I saw a couple of nice crossing routes that he made. He had a nice ten yard out route on the two minute drop, two minute drill. That was that's what you want on. You know what I'm saying? Going down the field, and ba- my big takeaway was literally just the Mingo Marshall thing. Like Marshall's been in this offense for whatever. The, it's a new offense, but. He's been on this team for a year, and it, Mingo it, comes in. Isn't it, isn't it two years now? Did, did what? Maybe it's not. I could be wrong about that. It feels like Ter- was Terrace a rookie last year? I thought he was a rookie the year before. It was, I tw- could be it was 21. It was 21, right? Yeah. So it's two years. He's got two years in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, he's been here for a couple years, and then Mingo comes in and just from the jump takes it. And it was just weird. The dynamic of, of – the reporters hate they just not a fan of mango and they are they love marshall well that's why we go on that's why we go to do this it's like that because they're gonna keep telling us that terrace marshall's set to explode and he's running with the twos and 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 to them if he's just running with bryce young when that second platoon comes in then they're gonna say he's with the ones but he's not because that means shy smith is with the ones (laughs) so then you add the shy smith thing in uh uh i'm not sure he's gonna make the roster there's there's you know he was part of that rule regime and he just uh, there's no special team spot for him and there's other guys there's a Derek Wright I don't even know you might not know who Derek Wright is and just a little guy he's a he's he's a Wes Welker that's what he is and I I I think I wrote his number down maybe seven or eight times I have to go back and count through this book but I think I wrote his number down seven or eight times in two practices just based on Third, you know, in situational third down crossing. Who, who is this? Der- Derek Wright. Okay, so, well, so that's a preseason DFS name. Yeah, he's Derek been looking Wright. good, and he's and yeah. he's a little bit buried, and they're probably going to want to see more of him here in the first yeah. week. Yeah. So keep that name in mind for the for the DFS stuff. Um, all right. Any any other major takeaways for Panthers, or we can talk about Jets. Um, no, yeah. not really. I would say that's probably it. Anything about the defense? I mean, the defense is uh, – Justin Houston had his first practice today. Yesterday he had a presser, and then he came out today, and he was just kind of first day in pads. He didn't do too yeah. much, but he, he was working in there a little bit. Burns is unbelievable. Burns is going to be he, – he just like – he don't even have to put much effort in, you know, yeah, for the throw of practice, and that's like yeah. go live, and it's like you can't block him. Yeah, and yeah. His, but- his number right now, I think I tweeted it out, it was either 10.75 or 11.75 for sacks, and he's kind of playing in a new role right now where – uh, he's playing more stand up, where he's gonna be. He's gonna be dropping back into coverage a little bit and rushing the passer. And he's just like a reporter asked him, you know, your brother tweeted out that this is what you were built for. And he's like, he just kind of chuckled and he's like, Yeah, man, I'm. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I was built for this, and that was just yeah, all man. he said. And I was no, just like, was- this, is, this is a menace right here. And then that they do. There, there's kind of thought that a lot of people think this is top ten defense. 
and there's a lot of talent on it, right? Deion Jones is there. People don't you don't even like recognize you for, Deion Jones. You forget the Deion, you forget Deion Jones. I I'd actually forgotten that until you just said his name. <laughs> Shaq Thompson's Shaq Thompson yeah. looks looks all right. Like um the defensive line is strong. Derek Brown's there, um, Justin Houston. Uh but the thing is, is like if there's any injuries, they're gonna they're gonna they might be in some trouble. But they're they're definitely looked at as a as a top ten defense, but the kind of the vibe around there isn't but they did. They did shut down Rodgers today in a two-minute drill to end practice in in the scrimmage, three and out. And then they also shut down Zach Wilson, three and out. Uh, the second team did. So I mean, they they did good. But again, it's it's they got the good back, players. The back end is so nasty. I just the pulled up their roster. So it's like you look at all together. Like I mean, you feel like Jeremy Chin. Like they got like J.C. Horn. The, the, the I mean, back end sick. Yeah, Von 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 Bell. I mean Dante Dante Jackson was a he was a first round pick, second round pick. Um, CJ right. Henderson was a first round pick when he was that's, traded there. That's what I was thinking. Uh, let's go to that's a good transition to the Jets. So, obviously, the two premier guys that we would be talking about for fantasy would be Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, but neither of them practiced today, right? Correct. The Brees Hall had a helmet on, he went through individual and then he just kind of stood around, and then Garrett Wilson had no pads, no helmet, just chilling. Was there and and of course Garrett Wilson, they're they're saying that they're expecting him back sometime next week. He's still out from that from that that low ankle that he that he had earlier in the in the preseason. And plus once you have a scare with a guy like Garrett Wilson, you're probably not going to get him out too much anymore anyway. I wouldn't yeah I, that's kind of the the vibe we got was that I was just like no. They started to see what he had and like they're they're probably gonna wait until there's you know no media practices and there's you know, there's no crowd, all this stuff, and they're just gonna be back in New York doing pra- everyday practice before they bring him back. And yeah. Once they shut down the media and start doing install for week one is when they're gonna that's just yeah. what coaches. There's no reason not to. Like he he's in yeah. shape, he's everything there. It's just yeah. So what did you get any vibes about what they thought about Brees Hall? Just anything that you got from the way you saw him walk or the way you saw him move? Or did it like, was there anything to take away from just being around Brees Hall today or anything the media might have said or anything that could give us a clue as to his level of readiness? No. There, I mean, there, was, there really wasn't a ton. I, I mean, the, the Jets – it was tough because you, you you're like, hey, see if you can you know talk to Garrett Wilson. I was like, these guys literally their their locker room was like on the other end of the of the building, and they all took golf carts to practice. They just zoomed right past everybody, and then way out zoomed right past everybody, and you couldn't even hardly. New York City, man, they're, they're these coastal elites, dude. They don't have time for you, South Carolina folks, dude. Rogers yeah, you, Rogers came over did, to do the presser, and I got to shake his hand, but he he said nah. But <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was it was Garrett Wilson. There was no opportunity, and, and Brees. He looks fine on the surface, but I—I I mean, again, we didn't get to see—we didn't get to see much of anything. Um, you want to talk about the running backs? Like that's, that's yeah. Well, no, I mean, yeah. Let's let's. But, but like, what about Rogers too? I mean, what about Rogers? It's just I mean, just, come just on. like look like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, it was like the first thing was was like seven on seven. I think he was like nine for nine. Yeah, and he was just—he was hitting like Nick Bodden down the seam. He was hitting CJ Uzama. CJ Uzama had a, just a disgusting. Were the hard knocks cat? Were the hard knocks cameras rolling all day? I wonder if you're gonna get a photo bomb in on one of these. Was, was, so I was thinking about streaking in there for a minute there. <laughs> so, so, so there's a good CJ Uzama catch. There was a good CJ. CJ, I mean, he's big dude, but he he went the one pass that should have been incomplete during this this uh, session was whoa, and he comes down with it. And, ooh, everyone said ooh. There's a lot of Jets fans there too, but um, yeah, there's a, but it was a weird usage of like Nick Bodden. Nick Bodden rode to practices 
fullback, 45, rode to practice with Rogers on the golf cart. And I was like, didn't think much of it. And then Rogers targeted him like three times on like random, you know, escape. Oh, there, there's a white huh. fullback running down the seam. Bang, hit him. It's kind of like the John Kuhn of the of this offense. I guess you'd say remember John Kuhn from about a decade ago. But, or, the, or the Kyle, or the Kyle use check. Or the use check. There you go, too. Uh not quite as athletic as use check, but yeah, same, same ordeal there. Uh of and the Jets and the Jets offense. Um as far as receivers go, uh we got down to the red zone early. They did a lot of red zone work to start. I think there was six passes. The first six passes that Rogers had, three of them were to Lazard for touchdowns. And then a couple were to a couple of right, right when I make the moves to move him down the cheat sheet because we hated getting him so uh, much there. In this he one. looks good. He looks good. <laughs> so do I got to get him back? I got to get him back in consideration. There, I, I don't know. That's around? the thing. Is like I, I was thinking about. I was thinking. I was like, damn, we just talked about this, but then I'm like, Garrett Wilson's right there. Yeah, Reese Hall's right there. You know, I both just, these my, guys my whole thing with Lazard was like, you know that you know, I know that the Garrett Wilson's going to be the main guy, but like he he wanted Lazard brought in for a reason. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be you're going to get a lot of Uzama touchdowns. You're going to get a lot of Lazard touchdowns. It's just really between the 20s is where you make your fantasy points more so than was, right? That's, was was Conklin hurt? Conklin was there. He just it was not a lot. There just wasn't a ton. I didn't that's see a, a ton. Ta- out of dude, that's a tale of two training camps. Yeah. You remember last training camp we had um, who was it? Yeah, man, do you know what it was? It was actually Mike K, who's now covering the Panthers. This is his first year doing it, I think, because last year he had just gotten off the Philadelphia beat and he was covering the the Jags. He's maybe? just right. No, because he, I think K was with the Jags and he goes to Philadelphia and then he, he he got off the beat for a little while for that, but he still did in the Philly area, so he was covering Jets. Was Jets, yeah, Jets practices. You can go back in the podcast feed and and listen whenever he said that he's going to be a top um, a top. Uh, just like a tight end, like a top, what do you say, top five tight end last season. It, clearly, he didn't he didn't turn into one. But that's how big he was going last year. And you're saying that you're as far as tight ends, you're just seeing CJ C. Uzama looking more involved. He spread. I mean, Raj is Raj, dude. He spreads the ball around. It's just the connection. Cobb didn't do shit either. Cobb was there. He just didn't do. It. I mean, there was a couple of balls that were thrown to him, but they were incomplete. But um, yeah, I mean, really, it was Uzama that I saw a lot of, and 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 Lazard. And to me, it's like, what do I take away from that? Right, Wilson's not there. Like we think Wilson's going to get that that hog molly target share that Devonte did, but the more he misses practices, the more this Lazard thing is only going to be like ingrained in Rogers' head of like, hey, I did this for how many years in Green Bay? I'm just going to keep on doing it. Lazard's there. Lazard's there. Lazard's there. And then Wilson's going to come in, and yeah, they're going to build the rapport, but they're losing days. They're losing reps. So. Should Amon Ross St. Brown be ahead of, of Garrett Wilson in both in both formats? Yeah, I think I'm, yeah, Amon Ross is going to be a savage dude. Well, I've been struggling with that, you know, because those AD, that ADP just just flipped, and I was I was thinking about getting right with that ADP, and so I think I'm going to do that. I, don't, I it's like I hate being like yo anti Garrett Wilson because Garrett Wilson's going to be a dog, but I mean, I'm all, it's Goff's not going to. There's not enough people up there to spread the ball around how Rodgers can. So yeah, no, no. Yeah. Like yeah. Gibbs is there cool, but like he doesn't have his old wide wide receivers coming in with him that are like other dudes he's worked yeah. with the whole time and yeah, yeah. He's probably going to probably going to want to get them to, you know, get to the last 3 weeks of the season. Lazard's going to tell him like, "Hey dude, if I get up to this number of catches, I get a million dollar bonus." Like he's going to feed Lazard. And um and, yeah, I mean, 
and you look at one, like I just mentioned the touchdown thing, like how many times have we looked at, I think it was like what Deontay Johnson last year who had no touchdowns. I'm not saying Garrett Wilson's going to have a touchdowns, but you look at how he finished last year. It's like he had zero touchdowns. Okay. He's averaged seven through his career. If he had like four, he would have been 10 spots higher in rankings. It's like that can happen when you have a Lazard who's six, four, a Nuzama who's six, seven, a Conklin, you have these running backs to move out of the back. Like that can happen for a guy like Wilson where he, he maybe goes for 12, 1300 yards, but the touchdowns are low, and then that just brings him down a little bit, right? I don't. That's just a natural thought in my head. What about the running backs behind Brees Hall? Because in the Hall of Fame game, they held out Michael Carter. I'm 99% sure they held out Zonovan Knight. Yep. Because it was a lot of Travis Dye. It was a lot of um, – oh, God. Is he? The other is he? Oh, is, well, yeah, of course. Is, is, is he a Banacanda? So how did, how did those guys look – um, what does the pecking order look like with the running backs? It would seem to me that, you know, the fact that Carter was held out and that Zonovan was held yeah. out means they're kind of still ahead. And could we see an Izzy Abanacanda kind of break out here? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pinning any hopes to Travis Dye from USC. Travis, Travis Dye, uh, I would, I would venture to bet money. He's probably not going to make the roster. I think he took one rep all day at running back. Uh, as far as being a team seven on seven, 11 on 11, um, Michael Carter. Michael Carter got the first carry. Zonovan Knight came in for the next play, got a dump off left. Inside run, Zonovan Knight. Abanacanda got a carry. Then it was it was uh, Michael Carter, Zonovan, Michael Carter, Zonovan. Michael Carter twice. Michael Carter again. Zonovan, no Abanacanda. That's, that's, that's how it went. And, and Michael Carter looks good. Used him a lot on the backfield. They used him a lot on the inside zone. We have to apologize to Byron. For all and, but but I will say, as far as the peer running look, the peer running stance looks, Zonovan Zonovan was the better running back. Uh, but as far as being the all-purpose guy, Michael Carter, I think, is going to be the guy that opens up. They trust him, right? He he's been there for a couple of years. He's young MC. He's the dude. He's going to get his opportunities. Um, he's going to catch a lot of passes, I think. But. If Brees plays, it's he's gonna be he's gonna be in the Aaron Jones role and Brees will be in the AJ Dillon role plus. You know, so it's 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 not gonna be like verbatim, right? It's not gonna be MC's Aaron Jones, but it's gonna be like a, a light version of that, and then Brees will be like a maxed version of AJ Dillon. But Zonovan looked really good. So I think they're I think they're content with wouldn't Zonovan. Wouldn't it be more like wouldn't it be more like Brees is the Christian McCaffrey and we're talking Rogers like the Carter's the like the the Elijah Mitchell. Sure. Something like that. That because I don't different think types, different types, but yeah, right. I mean, that's that's the same idea. Yeah, but I was more so going for like what Rogers had in Green Bay oh, right. last year to okay. compare like backfield targets, backfield carries, touches, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's why I compared uh, the two. But I think they're content. Like you saw, Cook left, and the Cook thing is completely fizzled out. Zonovan looks fine, and Izzy, of course, he had a good good game the other day. Izzy didn't get a ton of reps. I have one, two, three, four. Five, six, six out of probably twenty-eight to thirty uh, backfield touches without opportunities. Breeze? No, no, no. With with Izzy, Breeze didn't do anything. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. If that's yeah. without Breeze, imagine. What so it was like, like six for Izzy, and then it was I don't know. I have to look. I have to count these numbers up, but it's somewhere in the lines of like I would say like fifty-five to forty-five in favor of Carter with the with the remainder. Yeah. Okay. So, so what is if, that we like, what if we don't get like, if we don't get Brees, the the better play is going to be Carter at least. To yeah, start. so that's like what fifty Carter, thirty five Zonovan, and then fifteen Izzy. That's uh, that's where the split was at today. 50, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55, 55. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Yeah. There you go. Um, 
Okay. Unless you're out there just giving it 105% like Cody Carpentier always is, right? <laughs> all right. All, all, right. All, all, all great info, Cody. Anything else that you want to get out? I just have a couple final questions, and then um, unless there's anything specific that you want to get out as far as Jets. Um, let's see. i got to go through here quick. I think the tight end room. Let's see here. No, that's what about three. preseason guys for the Jets? Any, any preseason guys? Dude, this you, week you know, you know who didn't do a damn thing? What about Jason Brownlee and stuff? Or, or who? I don't know. I didn't see much from Brownlee at all today. Okay. Um, my, McCole Hardman. Huh. McCole Hardman didn't do – I mean, did you watch Hard Knocks? Was he in Hard Knocks at all? I watched I watched Hard Knocks, man, but that thing, it didn't you – know, I did put the kids down and stuff. It was a little bit It was a little bit late at night, so I, I think I kind of I dozed off a little bit towards the end, man. I wasn't paying super, super close attention, as, as I sometimes do. I, I think I'm. I think people would hate me if I told them, but I'm going to tell them anyway. I, I, I'm like – terrible at, at watching stuff and like a hard knocks for example it comes out like oh once a week yeah like i can't watch it i have to wait till like the last one's out and then i'll just binge it all in one night like <laughs> I, I can't i can't you can't hang, you can't leave me hanging like it's part it's part of your job to be keeping up with this with with, with, with these camps though wait till uh, that last baby's out and then i'll and then i'll binge them all and i'll be good but any um, so so was hardman i guess i we should have hit this like was hardman was hardman not even with the first group Hardman was not with the first group. Um, and then Corey Davis was just, he was just there. They, they actually brought him for the presser, but he made a couple catches and CD was, or sorry, CD, I put CD, Corey Davis. Corey Davis was out with that first group. And I'm trying to find my alignments that I wrote down for the, for the Jets. Because there's, they have Corey Davis, they have Lazard, they have Hardman, they have Randall Cobb, Malik Taylor from this year, Jason Brownlee from this year. Is Alex Erickson cr- Kicking around that roster, uh, yeah, but he I mean he um, did a, he did a, he did about the same amount as um oh as Hardman oh, today, and then Cobb, no tight end yet. I put no tight ends really worth rostering. That's one of my notes from the Jets. Uzama made some catches, like I said, but I just don't think any of these guys are worth rostering as far as fantasy football goes. Okay, um, I thought I wrote these alignments and I can't find them. Oh, oh, there it is. I mean, Corey and, Davis was with the X, yep, <laughs> yeah. 80, 84, and then they had. 32, this was two-minute. They had Conklin, 18 and 10. So that was Lazard, Cobb, Conklin, and Trips left, and Corey Davis out right, and then Rodgers with MC. And they, went okay. three, and they went three and out. They had a dump off to Carter, a sack, incomplete to Cobb, punt. That was their two-minute, and they got shut out by the Panthers' defense. All right, so final, final question. Just uh, out of the whole the – whole- couple days panthers jets your biggest takeaway your biggest takeaway for fantasy football from the, from this whole the, the, this whole trip the biggest takeaway from the carolina panthers or the jets in training camp was that hayden hurst needs to be respected like an alpha he's making that 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 mid-career breakout that, that big mid-career breakout after multiple stops cincinnati baltimore atlanta he is the, the lifeblood of this offense in Carolina. He's going to be a top 10 tight end. Easy, easy top 10 tight end in fantasy football this year, maybe top six. And Terrace Marshall will never break out.
Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.